Welcome to the Two Big D's podcast. The first one, we're your new friends. Dan Cash. And Danny Kosh. But we are not the big D's that you're here for. This first episode is crowned with so much D. We've got D. Dating. This is D. Dad life. Relationship highs and lows of the week. We've got your big D's. Decisions. Where you've asked for our advice making some big life decisions for some reason. And let's not forget the, the two, two big D's. <laughs> where we delve into two hot topics or news features from the week and at the end of the episode we will decide who gave the best d but that's not just what we're here for we're here to entertain make each other laugh make you laugh and just generally flip a little more d into your week flip i don't know let's do it so d versus d dating versus dad life who do you think won this week? Well, I did go to a gig. Tell me about it. So there's a band called The Excerpts, and me and my wife went to see them years ago. You remember when we used to work for that publisher, mm-hmm. that shall not be named? Mm-hmm. And there was a certain magazine within that publisher mm-hmm. that shall not be named. No. Um, and they were doing um, intimate gigs, and one of them was Twin Atlantic, which was my girlfriend at the time's favourite band, and their support act was The Excerpts. But it yeah. was just the lead singer, Murray, who we love, he's got the best Scottish accent. I love him. Um, and he played just a couple of songs acoustically. We fell in love. We followed him around London. So every time they played, we were there. Um, and they played locally. Aww. So we were like, oh, do you know what? Let's put the kids with the grandparents. We haven't done it. We haven't had a night, just me and my wife, since our youngest was born, which wow. is 16 months ago. It's rough going. <laughs> <laughs> That's really yeah. difficult. Have kids, guys. Um, no. <laughs> so we went to this we went to this concert gig small gig um and it was just lovely you know just nice to like have time with each other work for some dinner did a bit of dancing in the deadest crowd you've ever been in but the band were fantastic they're that's so good. good that's nice um so yes i feel like you know i had i've had a good week i love music i love live music me too and it's like we live in the sticks now we used to live in london yeah it's harder to find out here oh, so yeah and you've got a bit of bus and a train i was like what yeah, it's a lot. Or drive, and if you drive, you can't drink. It's basically like London was before we got the night tube. Yes. Like three and a half hours on a bus to get anywhere. Yeah, or like a 50 quid Uber. I'm sure there are pluses to living out in the middle of the world. <laughs> we just haven't found them yet. No. And that sounds nice, though. Yeah, and your wife nice. had a nice time? Your yeah, lovely wife? my lovely wife. Yeah, we had a lovely time. But um, we just love music. Like, our kids are obsessed with music. And it's like good and bad side of dad life. It's like we've introduced our children especially the older one who's five, to like the music we love. So she like loves all the same stuff we do, but she's a bit like me. She gets absolutely obsessed with one song at a time. So like the other week it was Kiwi by Harry Styles. Okay. And it was about two weeks, constant in the car, on repeat, in the house, on repeat. And this week it's You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. Okay. Which was fine, but it's 3 a.m. this morning when I'm trying to sleep, all that's going around in my head you belong with me on a loop and i'm like is this what this what having kids is like i think that's just mental illness that's mental illness yeah. yeah yeah that's a shame well look i don't even think i need to tell my story i think you won no i want to hear about the dating world your stories are much more chaotic fun look i don't free. know <laughs> i don't know what you mean by chaotic i saw my ex-fiance on hinge at the weekend oh that's rough i mean it's a little chaotic <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, 
and it was one of the best options. Dating is not something I thought I would be doing. But then you got year. to swipe right on your ex. No, I just I just shut the app down and had a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I did do? I decided to be proactive in my independence, but also a little bit petty. And I removed my profile from his Netflix account. Love that. And I bought my own Netflix. So basically I will stand up for my economy. I will stand up for my independence, but only if it costs me money. <laughs> yeah, that's um cost of living crisis. That's the cost of love. That's the cost of breaking up with someone in your mid thirties, I guess. But all I have on Netflix is is Gilmore Girls now. Yeah. The only thing I've seen. That's, so it's the right time of year for it. It is. You can project onto Emily. You can live through Lower and I. Yeah. You can throw things at Dean and Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, the men choices in that program. Uh, there's no good men in Star There's no good... Well, Luke. Yeah, Luke. Luke. Questionably. What do you mean questionably? I mean, Luke? come on now. Like, he's not that... He's nice and everything. He hid a whole child from Lower and I. Let's not forget the child hiding. Look, my standards at the moment. <laughs> She'd do anything for a Luke. Six children hidden. We might need to have a conversation. If there is a Luke that. out there. <laughs> yeah, I like coffee and backwards caps. And I talk too fast. But hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewise in, in the dating world, one thing that I found to be a real shock is having to intentionally appeal to men in any way. Do you know what I mean? I know what you Like mean, having yes. to be like, to form myself in a way that I have considered what a man would find attractive. That's gross. It's you disgusting, isn't it? You Look, plan anyway. B, move to a lighthouse, brick up the door, get a bunch of dogs, and then die in the lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't thought it through. Well, let's... Not a book I want to read. Um, um, but what I have figured out is that I'm not the only one that doesn't know quite how to appeal to my target audience. Because straight men on these apps have no idea who they're meant to be marketing themselves to. Yeah. The amount of videos. So, you know, everybody talks about like men holding fish. <laughs> I was just going to make a fish. And like <laughs> sedated tigers. And the, no, 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 we're, we're, we're way past that. Videos like and, and the first image is a video of a man doing a golf swing. Because you love golf. Who are they? Who you, are they marketing themselves well, to? They want you Bitches to know. Bitches love four irons, isn't it? Yeah, they want you to know that every weekend they will be out playing golf, and I will be lonely, and you'll be cooking a roast. I suppose. Oh my god! <laughs> I hate you for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. I so I get. I mean, I guess they're just really accustomed to like just caring about the opinions of other men. Well, that's it, isn't it? They like men only care about the opinions of men. Like it, just, it's kind of just offensive, just generally. It's like, I mean, look, congratulations on your proficient golf swing. We're all very proud, but like, it's kind of just offensive that you'd come straight out of the gate with that. Yeah, it's like, weird. What about me, what would I want? You know. It's weird, isn't it? See, mine would be like, I don't know, a Harry Styles concert. I don't think that's any better, to be honest. Might be worse. <laughs> but, I mean, the funny thing about seeing my ex-fiance on on a dating app, so I found him on a dating app. Yeah. So it kind of feels like I just returned him to Sender. 
What was like, the team like playing I recycled golf? him. What? Was there a picture of him playing golf? And... Do you know what? There was pictures of him that I've taken. Oh, that's... that's I don't know how that. I felt about that. So some of you have sent us your big Ds. Decisions. Because for some reason, you want life advice from us on how to make a big decision. First decision, don't ask us for advice. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But do do that. Write them in. Um, so I have some here. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll read them out. All right. So it says, so me and my ex broke up a couple of years ago, but it ended on good terms and we've been good friends ever since. Okay. Recently, we started talking a lot more and part of me thought maybe something could happen again, but I never acted on it. Then out of nowhere, he just stopped talking to me. This last couple of months, until I found out that he was now dating my best friend. <gasps> I didn't know how to react, given that my best friend knew how I felt about him, so I stayed quiet and acted as if I was happy for them. Of course, I don't want to ruin their relationship, but I also don't think my, I also don't think my feelings for him are going away anytime soon. What should I do? Look. <laughs> <laughs> look there is so much to unpack there. Right, look. Firstly... I'm so sorry that, that the people around you are doing this because this is shenanigans central. Uh, that's another level. Um, and I hate to say it, but that girl ain't your friend. She is not your friend. And look, men will come and go. They will definitely go, trust me. Um, <laughs> uh, like leave, ta <laughs> leave town, go. No, look. Men will come and go. But so I, I kind of alluded to the fact that I went through a breakup this year. Yeah. Fiance. If it wasn't for, like, I am blessed. My cup runneth over with Hashtag good blessed. friends. Like, I've got the best friends and they made it all. Not only did they make it bearable, but they made this year, like, one of the best years of my life in some ways. Um, so you need good friends. And I can honestly tell you that none of those friends would have been sniffing around my ex. Yeah, that's not... Um... I know it's... Yeah. It's not easy because obviously, you know, this guy kind of came back to you. He was kind of... I mean, maybe he was benefiting a little bit from the dialogue, from the conversation. Yeah. Maybe when he was a bit lonely, he wanted to... And, you know, maybe he wasn't super responsible with your feelings. Um but then to but flat you... out ghost, that was a radio silence level of ghosting. But also on. it's like, that's so weak. It Isn't is. that weak? Like, like what, he was too scared to handle the repercussions of his decisions. So he just yeah. thought he'd like run away and pretend it wasn't happening and leave you on red. Yeah, Duh, I know. That I don't, man, I don't like anything not... about it. Yeah. So how, I'd like to know how, because the message says, I found out that he was dating my best friend. Oh, wow. So it sounds like neither of them snakes. had the balls. Multiple snakes. To to tell her themselves. No. So. Like, but this is the thing. It's really difficult because, like, I, d I don't think that girl is your friend and I don't think that guy is your anything. But I think you need to cut the guy out of it, talk to the friend. I wouldn't even talk to the friend. No. I'd see, I wouldn't. Like, what a... She's made... Her choices. Choices have been choiced. Choices. Have been choiced. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, what's left to say? Like the friend didn't tell her. This yeah. ex, this ex, whatever, didn't tell her. Like I like I honestly think 
there is so much power in just taking yourself out of the situation and just being like, you know what? Let them eat their sour, sad little cakes because I'm going to be over here. This is true. This is true. And I'm going to be looking after myself, do my self-care, do my skincare. I'm going to be eating good. I'm going to be, you know, like I'm going to see my friends, real friends, um, because friends wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that at all. And, you know, you can make friends too. You put yourself out there, you like, you start doing stuff. And then before you know it, you know, life just snowballs. And then all of a sudden you're in a new place and you've got new friends and you've got new things that you're doing. Um, But you kind of got to make that decision to be like, actually, this situation isn't getting my energy anymore. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. You've got a, you've got a self-preservation is the, um, is the key, isn't it? Yeah. You've got to put yourself first, especially when people don't put you even second. But at least you know, at least you know yeah. about her and about him. You know, the kind of people that they're with. And now you can be more discerning with the company that you keep. I feel that's some good advice. I think you gave a good It had to happen soon, sooner or later. <laughs> so we've got another big D. Okay. This one is more about career than love. Okay. Um, so my dream job is to be a detective but I'm not sure if I want to commit and choose certain A-level courses to go with because they're so specific. And if it doesn't work out, there aren't many things that I can do with those qualifications. So what should I do? Look. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Look. Right. Again, I'm going to come in hot here with some opinions. Okay? You never do that. They, I know. This is such a rare occasion. I know. I know. Um, so I did a degree, a full-on degree, um, that was so very specific that I could just never use it unless I wanted to do that exact thing. Yeah. And I did that exact thing. My degree was in like creative arts, basically. And I did that thing. And it turns out I didn't like the work, didn't like the money, didn't like the hours, and I hated it. And it was terrifying. Going well. <laughs> did that help? No, no. But, but... You kind of get there by hook or by crook. Like I, I like my job, my career, the choices that I've made, yeah. and it wasn't easy. And yes, I went the long way around. But you know, you're so young when you're like making these decisions about your, you know, educational career and about where you want to go. And I mean, the thing that you can't do is just get paralyzed by the decision making. Yeah, you know, because you can pivot. Pivot when. <laughs> <laughs> whenever you want to you, you know you can like it's like i know it's a short life in some respects but it's a long life as well yeah and i mean listen i when i went to university i wanted to do drama and <laughs> and i was i'm from a very working class background so i felt like it was an opportunity that was presented to me that hadn't been presented to other people in my family and i was like i can't waste it acting my tits off doing some drama degree that I'm probably never going to use. So I did French instead. So Bonjour. I, bonjour. So can I speak French? Yes. Does it ever come up in daily life speaking French? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would have loved to spend three years at uni just doing something I loved and enjoyed. Yes. Having fun frolicking and mincing about a stage. Do you know what I mean? Honestly. And instead I was sat learning grammar and I was, you know, bored. So I, I'm a big advocate of do the thing that currently makes you excited. And if in five years that doesn't make you excited anymore, nothing's permanent. You can move on. 
Exactly. I think that's exactly right. But also, I mean, what I would say is if you want to be a detective, there's one thing that we need more of. It's women who are detectives. Yeah, absolutely. Like the way that our brains work, the way that you're like trained from a very young age to get like an extra sense about men, people, whether they're dangerous, whether they're not, whether you can walk down this lane by yourself. You know, like we have this extra depth and I'm generalizing hugely here, but that I just think the experience of being a woman in this world, in this patriarchy, we need more people in that kind of line of work with that experience. Yeah. But the Very patriarchy, true. basically. We need some more Annalise. One detective at a time. <laughs> some who? Annalise, How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, You've not watched it. Viola Davies. I know. My good I know. God. I know. But look, that that Buffy rerun isn't going to watch it sus five hundred times. <laughs> and Gilmore Girls. Honestly. And the Golden Girls. <laughs> and the Golden Girls. Basically, when it's like 30 years old, I'll watch it. That's the rule. I hope that helps. I think we, I think we, some, but just go for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly like yeah. you said, just like, you've got to live, live for the now, live for today. And also, we're on a, we're on a floating rock in the middle of nowhere. Like, this is matters. true. This is true, just, isn't it? Just do it. Like, At the end of the day, when all said and done, done, do you know what I mean? Become a detective. <laughs> I think we've solved some big, big problems. I like, I liked their big D's. <laughs> you like any big D? They went down easy. <laughs> uh, on that note, um, I think we should probably move on to the next part of our silly little podcast. Where's the D? Where's the D? Where is it? Wouldn't you like to know? So for this segment, what's going to happen? I'm going to tell you a little. True story. Okay. About something that's happened in my life. Okay. And within the story, there will be a lie, a deception, if you will. Right. And it's your I've job got to, spot it. to tell me where is the D. Where is the D? Okay. Right. So as you know, a long time ago, <laughs> I was on a TV show with Darren Brown. Yes. You know this, right? I know. I yeah. You no, know, you know, back to you me. know of this yet? Yeah. Still can't believe they let you on TV. I well, never been back. Um, so it's called Darren Brown Fear and Faith. Okay. It was two parts. I was in the fear part, not the faith part. Checks out. You want, my life is full of fear, not so much the faith. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the whole kind of premise was how people will overcome obstacles in their life. Right. So whether it be phobias or like allergies and people who want to quit smoking. And Darren Brown was like, I can help you do this with the use of a drug called Ramiodin. So it was like a drug trial. Okay. I don't know why I went you along with it. had me at drugs. <laughs> I just went along with it, look. <laughs> Darren Brown was like one of my absolute idols growing up. And I was like, I, I had a chance to be on his TV show. I was like, I am not turning this down. Um, so yeah, so my fear, my phobia was bridges and heights. Right. So like the actual, the day that we went to like screen test to make sure that we weren't like hideous looking, I suppose, um, for the television. I had to walk from Waterloo to Marble Arch. Right. Which involves going over a bridge. Right. Because I was a country bumpkin back in those days. I didn't want to use a tube. So I walked. But to get over the bridge, whatever bridge it was, I had to phone somebody to distract me to get over it. I literally, I I don't know what it was about bridges, couldn't go over them. And um, so, yeah, so I got into this program and part of it was 
filming in lots of locations. Okay. So we filmed in my hometown because there was a tiny little bridge that I used to be terrified that I'd fall over the edge of. I don't know why. The water wasn't deep. I wouldn't have injured myself that much. Okay. Little break. Um, we filmed in like, the, we went up Monument. We filmed over a couple of bridges. Wow, so it was um, like a documentary of you yes. being scared of bridges. Yeah, like wow. people probably thought I was mental, which I think. So yeah, so we, we filmed in those places and um, like what, like there was a moment on a, on one of the bridges and we'd finished filming everything and Darren Brown was kind of walking away with the kind of crew and um, he said something, it was like a little jokey joke about me and bridges, like, oh, are you gonna be, sure you're going to be okay if we leave you there kind of thing. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck off. And um, it played on my mind for years because I was like, I've just told somebody that I love and admire to literally F off. Um, but yeah, apart from that, the experience was wonderful. Yeah, and it turned out that Ramayadin was actually a placebo and Ramayadin was an anagram for your mind. Uh... Again, if I'd have looked hard enough, I probably would have seen that. But, you know, I didn't even think about it. We didn't know it was a placebo. Was he filming it? So he went to this big kind of place and there were people there that he had helped quit smoking. And somebody was like, I smoke seven cigarettes a week. And I was like, just put the packet in the bin. I eat um, cigarettes <laughs> and not a week. <laughs> um, and yeah, but so there were people that he really helped with smoking. Somebody was allergic to, they owned horses for their whole life. Right. But they were allergic. And doing this it's little experiment. Really. <laughs> it's just self-harm. And doing this little experiment, they actually were able to go and actually touch and stroke and do whatever you do to horses. Ride them. <laughs> and <laughs> bareback. And oh my god. <laughs> there was a girl who was scared of radishes and they sent her to an allotment and like they made her pick radishes, prepare them, eat them. And like they because they did it over like I think it was six weeks. So like they showed like progression. So like with me, it was like walking over bridges, going up the monument, and then ending in on in Doncaster on this like massive viaduct. So for her, it was like getting to the stage where she could actually like eat a radish. Okay. And there's a guy who was scared of sharks. Couldn't do a lot of that, to be honest. Day to day life, I mean. I mean, what are they going to do? Throw him over the edge of a boat? And that was kind of it. And it did cure my fear, especially of bridges. Like, I'm not going to go and jump out of a plane any day now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I can walk over a bridge, which is nice. So no. there was a lion there somewhere. There was a lion there. there was a I thought you said lion then. I was like, no lions, just sharks. So who's scared of lions? Who isn't? So the lie that's in there. The chick with the radishes. Oh, oh did I get I it? I find it so well. Did I get it? You've got the radishes. Because I feel like you telling Darren Brown to fuck off is... I'm On brand? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, it's probably exactly what I would do. Like, if I met one of my heroes, I'd probably, like... Insult them. Shoot massively. Yeah. So I would say so. That's what happened, basically. Yeah, yeah, Wow. Was it the bridges you were scared of, or was it, that, like, a troll situation? <laughs> yeah. I, my mum read Billy Goat's Gruff to me just too many times as a child. Oh, no, and that clip clopping over the bridge, it was just too much. Yeah, that is a bit, actually. Fairy tales are savage. Well, now you can cross bridges. I can I'm also burn them. <laughs> jump off them. <laughs> <laughs> no stopping you now. That was good. <laughs> okay, so should we move on to one of our big D's? Yes. Our big discussions. I'm excited for the big D's. So this is about, basically we're going to take a hot topic from every week. You're going to tell me when, I'm going to tell you when, and we're going to have discussion about it. So shall I go first? Uh, yes, please. Okay, so this week... 
My big D. Your big D. Is deep space. So I'm a bit of a space nerd anyway, but in this last week, a really peculiar, fascinating and kind of unnerving development about deep space came out. This so, made me question everything to do with the world. I Maybe. Oh dear. Um, so the James Webb Space Telescope, do you know much about it? A little bit. So it was launched in December of 2021 uh, and it's was made specifically to conduct infrared astronomy. And that means that it's a completely different way of imaging outer space that allows us to view objects which were previously too old, <laughs> too distant, <laughs> or too faint uh, for the Hubble telescope to view. So JWST released its first image in July of last year, and since then its findings have shocked both astronomers and idiots who watch Brian Cox documentaries and think they know what they're talking about. Oh, yeah, I know a few. I know a few. Um so in the last year or so, we've explored exoplanets in greater deal, detail than ever. We've seen back towards the dawn of the universe. We've visualized the birth of stars within the pillars of creation. JWST has effectively exploded our understanding of so many aspects of deep space and even physics. Amazing. It's so a new dawn of space exploration. I love all of this. I, say I can't get too involved in it because it blows my little tiny brain. Wow. And you're about to do the same. Hang on to your little tiny brain. <laughs> so just this week, uh, JWST may have discovered key indications of life on Europa, the moon of Jupiter, uh, in the form of carbon dioxide at specific locations on the icy surface. So that's just mm. this week. However, a big story, and I originally saw this uh, from TikToker Astro underscore Alexandra. It's crazy. So in the last week, JWST captured and returned images of something incredibly strange happening in the Orion Nebula. So we all know our mate Orion. Orion's belt. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's going on with your belt? <laughs> so, so we know we, we all know the three the three stars in, in Orion's belt. We do. Um so in that area of space is where stars are being born. They're forming. And so it's weird that JWST is uncovering some pretty mind-blowing things in an area of space that we're all very familiar with, like we see it every night. So in that area of space, JWST has just found 80 Jupiter-sized planets. What? Just for context, in terms of volume, you can fit 1,300 Earths into one Jupiter. How are we not so, seeing that already? So 80 <laughs> Jupiter-sized planets. It gets weirder. Not a single one of those planets is orbiting a star. They're just free floating in interstellar space, 80 of them. That's not even the strangest part. How? <laughs> All 80 of these objects are floating in pairs. <laughs> in pairs. Pearl, big old globes. Together, like big. <laughs> balls no you just ruined it all no um so um but in pairs so scientists can't figure out even if they are planets or not uh so they've called them jumbos <laughs> stop it stop it pairs of jumbo d's um jupiter mass binary objects and scientists also don't know how they got there or why they're all in pairs or who put them there Okay. <laughs> All right. Get the tinfoil out. Um, so still for a little hat. For a little hat. Um, Go with the grey hair. 
So stars often form in pairs. So it's possible that they formed in an area of space where they couldn't gather enough materials to become stars. But in reality, that shouldn't be possible, like physically. Or they could have been formed around stars and ejected out into space. But this doesn't explain why they are in pairs. Like we'll put it, we'll put an image on our Instagram so people can see this yes. because it is like startling to see like forty pairs of Jupiter mass planets, That's crazy, just floating in the middle of nowhere. And also, is that unique to Orion, or is that all over the place and we don't know about it? Like, basically, JWST is just scaring the pants off everybody. This is why I don't look at space news. I know. I feel like, I, well, also, so. I've been watching, have you seen that um, Encounters program that's on Netflix? So uh, it's a new documentary about alien encounters and it's from Steven Spielberg. He's the producer for it. It is terrifying. Close Encounters of the Third Guy. Um, It's terrifying. Like I thought it would just be like, you know, just random people in Texas with (laughs) (laughs) with the tinfoil hat and a lot of moonshine having a good time in the field. But it's not. It's like, it's terrifying. There's like hundreds of people who are seeing these mass events um, and they're all scared shitless like by what they've seen and, and the beings that have made themselves aware and they're like interviewing um, people from the Navy and like, you know, high ranking people who are like, yeah, this is happening. This has been happening. It's crazy, isn't it? So I feel like there's going to be a period in the not too distant future when we kind of miss the days when we just didn't know. <laughs> Versus it, isn't it? Sometimes ignorance is... Bliss. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is scary. And now all of a sudden we've got 40 pairs of jumbos to contend with. Oh, do you know what? I miss it when we were just cavemen beating each other on the head for a bit. I of... knew you were that old. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Exciting yeah. though. Aliens. It is. It is. I, my head, my brain instantly goes to aliens. I'm like, it's not a conspiracy thing. But I'm just like, it's got to be right. And then I'm like, where are they? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, like I think it's kind of arrogant at this point to assume that there's not other life out there somewhere. I mean, you know, look at the trillions of planets that we've got um, and various star systems and things. It's um, surely. And there's a little flutter on Jupiter's ring, so. <laughs> Lucky Jupiter. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, really, the general trajectory of things these days these days i don't think it's unfair to say that things aren't just naturally getting better (laughs) no like positive spin like in the last like 10 years i don't think anything's just like naturally gone towards better times and by 10 years i mean thousand yeah so like if you kind of just follow the way things are going (laughs) finding out about like interstellar visitors and like all that like I don't think that's going to be a good thing for us. Do that detective degree. All right? Do it. Because we're going to be overridden. Oh, my God. Scully it. Or Mulder it. I don't know which <laughs> one it is. Scalder, Scalder or Melly it. Um, yeah. The deep that's, styles. That can be our next podcast. That's um, exciting, though. Yeah, right? Terrifying, exciting. Space. That's everything I hear about space. I'm like, oh, it's exciting. It's terrifying. Yeah. I had to stop watching that, that documentary. It did genuinely freak me out a little bit. 40 um, big pairs of balls. Floating around space. Multi big old jumbos. And that's maybe you should go up there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that was my big D. That was a good big D. Thank you. That really walloped me in the face. I know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, my big D is just not anywhere on that level. Okay. Um, so basically this week on social media, I've noticed a lot of um, AI generated images, mm. deep fakes, if you will, there's the D, um, of famous people. Because right. I think I think what happened is that Bing has this AI image generator. People found it. Bing? Bing. You know, the, the search engine that isn't the How other way. Are they way? Le- leading charge on this I, kind of stuff? Oh, I don't know if they are. Well, that's, what's Jeeves doing? <laughs> oh, love. <laughs> Jeeves. Look, yeah, Yahoo. showing your age. <laughs> Sorry, carry on with your tea. Um, but yes, there's been loads of photos of um, famous people. So I saw one of Harry Styles dressed as that Jack bloke from that um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, that wasn't real. It wasn't real. And I saw no. it and I was like, oh, like he does Halloween concerts normally. Right. They call it Harry Ween. And um, everyone was like, are we going to get Harry Ween this year? I saw this photo of Harry Styles dressed as Jack What's His Face. And I was like, that's the announcement. And it wasn't. Kellington. Bless you. It was, <laughs> it was a fake photo. And there were loads, especially like on Twitter where you looked through. And I was like, yeah, I was yeah, searching yeah. for them. So this is fascinating. And um, yeah, so it's not a huge, it's not as big as your 40 pairs of balls. But I was like, it's oh. quite equally terrifying i mean i th- like so i didn't know that that wasn't a real picture and we all know how switched on i am <laughs> so like i mean implications are kind of terrifying for older people who or people you aren't like tech savvy yeah. aren't used to like the rhythm of like what we're all doing online now like you know that's gonna be confusing and like and because i i kind of i arrived at it <laughs> the understanding that this was happening because like one thing that i found really strange is like recently you see like you know pictures from like the vmas 10 years ago or something but all of a sudden you're looking at the people and they look like they've been yassified do you know what i mean <laughs> yes. like they all look like yes. like just a little bit like tweaked and, tw- and i'm just like but th- this is a real thing this really happened but it's not real it's not it's crazy it's just an and yeah an ai gasified thing and you can put you can put famous people in yeah. scenarios that they haven't ever been in and to the untrained eye, which is healthy relationship. Just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a relationship that's real. Um, and you're scrolling through and you're like, oh, hang on. And it catches you off guard. But like you yeah. say, if these things get to Facebook, which is the depths of hell, yeah. and you've got all these people, and if it gets political and you've got these people that are seeing, you know, old. I mean, fake news. Fake, like even with Fake news. Fake news. Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but, but with like, yeah, with fake news, I mean, like that, that didn't even have like AI, AI imagery attached to it. And look at what happened. Exactly. So I think the interesting thing was, so like, obviously there were loads of pictures of Harry Styles as well as, well as loads of other celebrities. That's what you were Googling. I was trying to get him in journals. <laughs> um, it was not. Um, and there, then I saw on Twitter people being like, Harry Styles is blocked. And then you couldn't actually search. Because there's a filter on it. So if you were to put something in that's like, you know, graphic or whatever in any test sense of the word, they would block the image so you wouldn't get it. Right. And with Harry Styles, people found out that that was just in itself enough to get the images blocked. So like, well, did Harry Styles' team do that? Or did Bing realise that it might be invasive, but they've allowed other celebrities through? So where do you draw the line? Because if I was famous, I'd be like, absolutely no, thank you very much. Yeah, Terrifying. Yeah. Imagine scrolling your feed, seeing yourself doing things that you've never done. 
with people really you've never met. Happens on my camera roll all the time. <laughs> that's just a Sunday morning, love. That's just a Tuesday afternoon, love. <laughs> um, yeah, that. I mean, you just got to think. I, I mean, I think two things. Where does it all end? With the forty big pairs of balls in space, hopefully. And two, can we? Can everyone just chill out a bit? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Can we just? Can we just chill out? Have some time offline. This is the thing, though, isn't it? There's just things that are just developing so quickly. And we are tiny little human brains. This is why I don't put my kids' faces on social media, because now we're at the point where people can take anyone's face and do anything with it. No, thank you very much. That's it, isn't it? It is kind of terrifying. A little bit. Yeah. Maybe that was more scary than my D. But it's not, is it? It's only because we can like relate to it immediately. We can't relate to an alien invasion yet or the literal end of the planet. So. I can relate to jumbos. How dare you? <laughs> uh, How dare you? I can't relate to the big balls. <laughs> 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 um, or can I? Anyway. So we have now got to decide which who of us. Who gave the best D. Who gave the best D. Who gave the best D. Uh, and also you can sound off as well on social media and tell us who you preferred. Absolutely, who gave the best D this week. Any way it was me. Gotta say, I think you gave the best D. Really? The deep space stuff. I think that was, that's mind-boggling stuff. It is. And also, the X on the dating apps. That's, you know, yeah. you deserve the big D after. <laughs> after <laughs> that. Yeah, I can get after that. Um, <laughs> well, thank you very much. I gotta say, I think yours was the best D this week. Oh, it's just been just different. The, I know, but it's just like, it's terrifying to me like you know we spend so much of our time online in the online world you were talking about marriage and kids then (laughs) that is also terrifying to me um no but i think you know we spend so much of our time online uh and this whole like ai mix-up i mean i think that's gonna that's gonna trip quite a few people up and i don't really know where that's gonna go yeah but it was nice hearing you talk about that I didn't know a lot about it. I don't know anything about. I'm jumbos. not going to say. I was, I was going to say I'm not going to say jumbos again, but there we go. Um, got into the jumbo. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us for our first episode. Oh, it was nice to meet us, wasn't it? <laughs> Join us next week where we flop out <laughs> big D's for your enjoyment. In the meantime. Come and say hi. Let us know what you think. Send us your dilemmas. And, um, rate our Ds. Rate our Ds all across social media. We are at 2 Big Ds Pod on everything. Um, and our email address, if you want to send in your dilemmas and get our decisions on your life problems, is 2 Big Ds Pod at gmail.com. Flop out. Flop out. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, what was I meant to say? Honestly.